How you guys doing today? It is Jake from the Fourth Liners Podcast. I'm here with Bryce and wow. I mean, we have a lot of trades to talk about today. It's a lot about the winners and losers of the trade deadline, which the actual trade deadline day was pretty boring. Not a lot of trades happened, but um, I honestly feel like this season was like a record for trades. I, I feel like Pure I insanity. Yeah, like I haven't seen this many, at least like star players be traded since like big names man yeah i honestly like bryce i haven't seen this since like i want to say you know how like pk suban and taylor hall got traded um like basically the same day i i haven't yes. seen something like that since this trade deadline honestly yeah. now the, the 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 weeks leading up to the deadline did not disappoint the actual deadline mm -hmm. day itself was a little quieter still saw some pretty big names go on that day but yeah it was all about the the big names that fell, you know, before the deadline, right? It all kicked off with Horvat, and it, mm -hmm. it ended with I, I want to say Chikrin. You know, Chikrin was was a huge name to go like the day before, right? Yeah. Um, so Patty Kane, Patty Kane. Uh, yeah, Patrick Kane went before the deadline too. Did Meyer go before the deadline or on the deadline? Before, before, yeah. So all the big names really went before. I think one big name that I mean that went like maybe last minute was Klingberg too. So it's another big name there, but there's also some guys that are going to really help out some teams, especially for some playoff runs that got traded on the deadline day. Um, exactly. But there's a lot to trade, a lot of trades to talk about. So, um, you know, maybe we should get into it, but how, how are you doing Bryce? We never ask how we're doing. We always get right into the podcast. How are you doing? Bryce? I'm okay. I'm okay. good. Yeah. Work's been, work's been you know, long hours, but I've got a few days off here to, to get some work done here on the on the podcast and other right. things. So I'm excited about that. How about you? How are you? Uh, you know, busy with school. I only got two months left. I graduated in April and then I'm done school for good. Uh, and I, after that, I got to find a job. School and, sucks. Kids, uh, school. do not go to school. No, it, it, it's honestly just it's it's a lot of pain that you go through. If you're suffering. in school right now, drop out. It's not worth it. Yeah. Screw college. Start a podcast like we did. And that's Start, all you need exactly. to do. Exactly. Or a band. Yeah, a band. Don't let any don't let anybody tell you that you won't be successful with your band. Hey, there's there there was a time in my life I'm like, I could start a band. And there was a time yeah, in my well, life where me and my friends made songs. Well, the modern day let's start a band is let's start a podcast. You know, you know what you're right. And I always see those on those TikToks, and I'm like, is that us? <laughs> you know, it is are, us. I, okay, I want to. I want to say that we started the podcast maybe a little bit before, like everyone did it. Like there were some podcasts that were known, and like there's a lot started, but we like I feel like it's grown over the past like few years. But we've been doing this. All these for, idiots. We're, how There's long? so many idiots out there who aren't like experts in anything, and then they no. just start a podcast with their buddies. And oh. it's like, it's like you're, you, they don't have like a, like you got to pick a niche, man. Like we picked hockey, right? Because yeah. you know, we're, we're both pretty knowledgeable about hockey. We're not experts, but like, yeah. you know, we have, I think a very good set of opinions for like average, well, probably above average hockey viewers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, you have these people. Go ahead. Well, we, I was going to say, we have some interesting guests on too. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, 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 you start somewhere. Right. And I know like, <laughs> I, when we first started off, I, I go back and listen to it. I'm like, man, we sound so different than we are so now. Oh, different. Right? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and then, I, dude, you, you just get comfortable with it. But yeah, dude, yeah. you get so many people who start, let's start a podcast. And it's like yeah. literally about nothing and nobody's an expert in anything. And they just yeah. kind of like 
dude, my favorite thing, my favorite thing is listening. Like I've listened to some podcasts started mm-hmm. by friends, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's just nothing. And then they all like think they're hilarious because they're all laughing at these inside jokes <laughs> where like your viewers no don't it. know anything about your freaking inside well, jokes. See, see <laughs> the ones with those, I think it's funny in the moment when you're doing the podcast, but no one's going to feel that laughter that you feel coming on when you're talking to your buddies. Honestly, exactly. It's it, that's why it doesn't need to be a podcast. Turn off the microphones. Just, yeah. just hang out with your friends. Man. I think I think I've suggested it to my to my buddies to do that, but they they're too shy. But uh, oh man. But honestly, like, um, yeah, like we, like the one thing that bothers me the most is when people have bad audio. Talk about whatever you want, but when you you should need to have some decent audio. If you're like oh. so staticky or whatever. Please change that. You know what I mean? Let's record this on my phone. It's like, no, how about (laughs) you don't? How about you go out there and buy a $200 microphone, you know, and and actually like get in, like, you know, $200 for a microphone is nothing, by the way. That's the bare minimum. Okay. I I feel like you can get cheaper bikes anyways, too, if you wanted to. You could probably find dog shit. Yeah. But it's better than your cell phone. Better than your. Yeah. Right. Like anything. I mean, if you want to have, if you want to have good audio, like I'm saying, like, dude, like, like the work I do in Adobe to make our voices sound better, like even on top of these microphones, like like that takes like that. That's like, you know, a lot of shit. But yeah. then you have people out there who literally buy like like Turtle Beach, like Xbox headsets and think that's a good enough <laughs> audio quality for, yeah. their, for their freaking podcast that nobody's uh, listening to. Like, I don't know. No, nobody listens to our podcast anyway. So what am I talking about? I don't know about that. I mean, I've, I've been looking at the views. I mean, we have 86 listeners, apparently. So let's go. So I'm, I'm assuming listeners on Spotify. It means like people that check in regularly and we're almost at 30 followers on Spotify. One thing that bothers me, I can't check Apple podcasts because for some reason I haven't finalized my Apple ID, which makes no sense because I have. So how is the Apple ID existed? How was I able to check it before? So I don't so get Apple, that. Apple is the worst. So yeah, that. they are honestly. I mean, I have a, <laughs> I have AirPods. I have an iPhone. I have a, a MacBook. I have an Apple Watch. So, but they are pretty bad. Oh no, Apple products. Men. I mean, good for you. Zero. You didn't confirm. You didn't confirm to uh, society. You know, Apple. My wireless Apple. earbuds, dude. I got JBLs. Okay, those I are good. A, those are good. JBLs yeah, are good. They are good. I got. Um, I don't have I don't have a smartwatch. I'm thinking about getting one. But honestly, I, I have like I use I what? I used to use my smartwatch all the time, and then it it stopped because I have the older one. So like it stopped up. Uh, I I no I had to update it so it stopped working. But I haven't. Oh, classic Apple. Yeah, hey, man. Uh, <laughs> the new software doesn't work, so you got to buy a new one. You know, yeah. it's not like that's totally intentional. Well, it when you update the Apple Watch, it takes a long ass fucking time. Pardon my French there, but. It does take like hours for it to Dude, update for some weird reason. You know it's crazy. You can you can go and get a Samsung smartwatch and mm-hmm. pay hundreds of dollars less for a watch that does literally everything exactly the same. So, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a but you know iPhone Apple now is a fa- it's a fashion statement, dude. It's a fashion statement, and I think that's Apple why because you want people to see you have Apple. Yeah, obviously, right? I like the look of my Stupid. MacBook. I like the look of my iPhone. Right? They, they're sleek. It's a good design. Good design, like for the outside, right? um it's not it's that's, just the the statement you know apple's not bad like i have like okay like the, the iphones the macbooks they're not bad right and i think there's some benefits from it but at the same time it's a monopoly and 
it, they they charge an outrageous price for everything. It's it's it like just because like, it's the I logos on there. products. Apple products are, aren't bad products. Like I've never no. said that. Like yeah, th- yeah. there are things about them that I like don't like. You know yeah. that I prefer in like a you know like when it comes like when it comes to the computers, right? I hate Mac computers. Yeah. They are horrendous. Oh yeah. But yeah. I mean, like if you know if, for what I do, so like you know, if it, but I guess that it works for you know somebody okay. else, right? I, I could tell you that you my look- pet peeve with a uh, an Apple. See my laptop, right? So the yeah. ones that you probably use when we were in Fanshawe, like the big the big Macs, they had a lot of space yeah. on them, right? Like the iCloud or whatever had a lot of space on it. My MacBook, when you buy it on your own, it's not a lot of space. If you want more space, you have to pay more. And I keep running out of space on my MacBook. And on Mac, it for some reason, like it's just such a hassle to get more space on your iCloud. I mean, to iCloud. be honest with you, every, every laptop suffers from that. Like, yeah. I, like, like, honestly, laptops, unless you're buying, like, one that's, like, two grand, which I don't think is worth it, like, mm-hmm. laptops are just going to run into that problem every time. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, Well, how about we get into the trades? Because, you know, we're a hockey podcast. So, just thought it was nice to... I guess so, you know. Maybe maybe we should talk about different stuff, some inside jokes. This is now a tech podcast. Yeah, dude, yeah. inside jokes. Let's yeah. think of an in, let's think of an inside joke right now. Yeah. <laughs> Connor put your shoes back on. Connor put your <laughs> That is an inside joke. You're right. <laughs> oh my god, that made me laugh. No one <laughs> else would so, laugh. That's so funny. No that's one else. So would... funny, dude. Nobody else knows. Nobody knows. Uh, I mean, some people would though. Some people would know if they listen to none this. Of those people listen. No, not who zero. knows. Who knows? Maybe Beeman does. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. That's also funny. check out our last podcast episode. Uh, it was an interview with Sam Harding, former Oshawa General and Kingston Frontenac Hand Memorial Cup winner. Honestly, he beat McDavid. He, he yeah, he beat McDavid in the Memorial Cup and. Uh, you know what? He he's a he's a good story to tell. And the guy that I'm friends with with him, uh, that helped me get him to come on the podcast, he messaged me saying, "I just listened to it. I actually learned a lot of things about him that I didn't know." And I'm like, "That's awesome." You know the the feedback, awesome. right? That feedback made me feel good, right? Like the, the yeah, you learned Dude, something from Sam, my podcast. Has Sam said anything about it? Has Sam listened to it yet? He hasn't, but he followed us on Instagram, our fourth liners account. Oh, he hasn't. He hasn't listened to it yet, eh? I don't know. I don't know if he has. Oh, or maybe not. we should ask him. Yeah, I, I mean, I can message him. I'll text him. Um, I have his number, so we'll we'll definitely try to have him back on. Um, maybe have Jamie back on. I know Jamie. Um, they just had a ceremony because it's his last year for Providence, and I saw that. I saw yeah, that on Instagram. Yep, yeah. So he's, uh, you know, it's his last year there, or last. I don't know if the season's over or not. I don't know how it works there. Um, but you know, uh, definitely try to have him on just to see an update with him, see how his, he's he's doing and maybe riley can come back on the podcast as well and maybe we hit up kevin Garinger again uh that's a throwback let's get eh? the whole band back together Let, let's do it let's let's do a whole full circle um we're trying to get more guests we won't even have to talk they'll just talk yeah man we'll just sit here well man they all have great stories like all of them are yep. great at interviews like we picked some good guests so definitely look at um you know look out for those and watch the last episode 56 with sam harding great great interview um but we'll get into the trades here because we're 12 minutes in. Um, so we already talked about Bo, 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 Bo Horvat. Um, we'll, we'll just talk yeah, about so the- last time we talked, we we had come up. It was basically 
the Leafs had just made that big trade for O'Reilly. It, did we talk um, about that? Yes, we did. Okay, okay. Okay, we talked about um, that. Here it is. O'Reilly, blah, blah, blah. So the next really big relevant trade. I mean, you had Orlov going to Boston. I mean, that Boston team just keeps getting better. Yeah, honest. I didn't expect this to happen, right? Like, I, I didn't know if Washington was a playoff team or not. Um, I don't think they're doing no. terrible, but, like, I don't think they're they're getting much older there. And Dmitry Olaf that, is... that team, de- dead man walking, dude. That team is dead man walking. You think like, so? The yeah. only life left in them is Ovechkin going for that for the record. Other yeah. than that, like like I, I've said it before, if Ovechkin's not there, it's a full teardown rebuild. But they keep they're keeping relevant pieces there to help him get to that record. But like yeah. as like you know playoff team, like they they're done. Like yeah, like like Backstrom's they're just done. dealing with injuries. Like I can't imagine him playing yeah. for much longer. Um, they just got Rasmus Sandin, which is a great piece, I think too. That That's was another trade for them. Yeah, it's another trade we could we talk about later. But yeah, and like you know they got a first round pick, second round pick, third round pick, and they have to add Craig Smith in there, but. That's not bad at all. They got rid of some cap with Craig Smith, and I thought he's a decent player. But Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway actually is a—it's a really good tough guy to get on your team. Yeah, he's, he's so Boston Bruin. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, right? that fits. Yeah, he's so Boston Bruin. So it I was mean, a decent trade. Orlov is their Orlov is going to be is like their fifth or sixth best defenseman, dude. Like yeah. that's how good this Boston team is, man. Yeah, like man. they're scary for the playoffs. They're scary. I don't know how. Say like the Leafs. I don't know how they're going to get past them if they end up pacing them you know what i mean um oh no but who who gets past them like i don't know man like i I mean the playoff hockey is different but new york might i don't know maybe toronto does toronto is stacked now so but we had that trade and i think that was a great trade i honestly made sense for both teams there was no like winners or losers honestly do you think there's a winner or loser out of that trade no no it's a good trade the first uh, that first round pick is going to be like a very low first and you know Um, what sometimes those are steals who knows? It could be, but Boston, like Boston's in the position now where they need to be like loading up as much as they can. Like it's an arms race in the in the East, mm-hmm. so they, oh. they got to load up. It's dangerous in the East. You can't you can't compete with anyone really. Yeah. Um, they also got Shane Bowers from uh, Colorado, yeah, um, a younger player who isn't really working out. Uh, but you know, a little little project there for them. Maybe they can turn him into a, a good middle six player. Well, yeah, because they only had to give up Keith Kincaid too. They didn't have to give up any. Who picks. played? He he played the other night when Gorgiev got lit up. Yeah, and you know what? He had yellow pads on because he was playing for the Providence Bruins. Oh, I was like, where was he before? I thought because for a second yeah. I thought he was on the New York Rangers before. I'm like, how the hell does he have? Why does he have yellow pads? I yeah. mean, me and my boss were watching the game on one of the TVs at work and and he's had the yellow pads and you know, my boss is like why does he have yellow pads and I'm like yeah. who was he with before and and then we saw it was Boston it's like oh he was uh, playing for the Providence Bruins makes so. sense yeah okay well yeah. hopefully he can get some new pads but I don't know what his contract's hopefully. like so <laughs> maybe he can't afford it no, I'm just kidding but uh I can't afford them so I don't know what my joke is there but uh <laughs> Vitaly Kratz he has to pay for his pads no no uh I don't know <laughs> I don't know how I that works. So. No, probably not. But I don't know if they probably don't even pay to get it customized. Honestly, those um, companies, those companies send them the pads. Yeah, I mean, I guess they get the sponsorship right from the from the player. Yeah. Um. But then we move on to your Vancouver. Okay, this is a good thing to talk about because uh, you're a Canucks fan. So Vitaly Kravstov going for William Lockwood. Don't know who that is. Seventh round pick. 
That's a steal. So William 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 Lockwood is uh was kind of like a a fringe NHLer. He's a younger player. He's shown some good like uh signs with his game, but it, yeah. he just like it just didn't look like he was a long term like fit for the Canucks. Like he just wasn't able to consistently crack. Dude, I've honestly lineup. never seventh heard of him. Oh yeah, he's yeah he's he's all right. Was like he... in the seventh round pick is a nothing. Yeah. Do you know what round he was drafted in? What? Uh, maybe the third or fourth. Okay, F, no, maybe uh, even not too bad. I mean, a little yeah, lower. Yeah, like he's not a high pick. But, he's not a high pick. But when you look at Vitaly Kratsov, what he could be, you know what I mean? That's a great. That's a great pickup, man. And like the Canucks, like have been acquiring a lot of Russians. Apparently, he's mm-hmm. really good friends with Pod Colson. Uh, so I, it, it's like a risk-free thing. Like no risk, high reward. Yep. Like because Kratsov could end up being a very good top six player. He wasn't really getting the opportunity in New York. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he comes over to Vancouver, you know, a team that is looking for energetic wingers to slot in, right? Because, you know, we want to we want to kind of build a young core here around Pedersen and, and, and Hughes. And so, you know, if Kravtsov can carve out that spot, then that's a great move for us. Well, you know what? He could easily play the first line some nights if he, they wanted to put him there. He was playing the second power play. He got his first yeah. assist the other game. Like he he looks good, man. Yeah, I I think I think that's a great move for Vancouver, especially like you were saying before the podcast that it looks like they're going in the direction of a retool, not a rebuild, which um is good. I mean, that's that's been the song they've been singing since 2011, man. Yeah. And it's been it's been painful and they've been doing it incorrectly. Like we can like now that we're talking about Vancouver, I can also bring up Philip Ronick as well. Yeah. Like yeah. so Obviously, the Canucks have been in this horrible cycle of, of a retool for so long, handing out terrible contracts, and it's just been a, a, a bad way. And, like, the last management group didn't do a very good job. Mm-hmm. And now we get to this year, and, and people thought it was going to be a full teardown rebuild, but at the end of the day, like, Pedersen and Hughes and Demko are not going to stick around for that. So it's either it's either we trade them now, or we we rebuild this, or we retool this team into something competitive. Well, see, which, I- you know... Sorry to cut you what? off, but like, see, the reason I think why they're going to go for more of the retool and not just tear the team down and go for a rebuild is the fact that Miller and Besser are still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They would have been gone yeah. by now if it was a rebuild because you would easy get well, a good something return. Something was lined him. up for him. Yeah, there was. They had a trade lined up with Pittsburgh and mm. uh, Vancouver didn't like Vancouver wanted a lot. And when Pittsburgh wasn't willing to give it, they said, OK, like Miller's a long term fit here. So like we're just not going to well, do it. I don't even know what and Pittsburgh has to offer them. You know what oh, I mean? No, there's not a lot. No. But at the end of the day, dude, like Elias Patterson, in my opinion, and this is in my opinion, is a mm-hmm. top 10 player in the National Hockey League. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't yeah. come across those talents that often. Like, and, and Quinn Hughes, you know, the other night became the fastest defenseman in history to reach 200 assists. He's a good like, defenseman. We have two elite players here. We have a goalie who can be a franchise goalie. He's looked great since coming back from injury. Like, we have to build around these guys. If we're doing a full teardown rebuild, those guys got to be traded, and that's not mm-hmm. what we're doing. So, so then the Philip Ronick trade happens, right? Yeah. Do you want me? To, do you want me to say? I, do you want me to say what was involved? Yeah, yeah. Say it. So Philip yep. Hornick, uh is that how you say his name? Hornick? Ronick. Ronick. The uh, silent H. Okay. Um, it's like Hronick. 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 Okay. Okay. I, I, Something like that. Don Cherry was coming out of my head there. Okay. As yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, uh, 2020, <laughs> 2023. <laughs> for, okay, so Philip Peronic, a 2023 fourth round pick, and then they traded the Detroit traded. No, no, sorry, Vancouver traded to Detroit 
a conditional 2023 first round pick. And that was the New York Islanders conditional pick in the Bo Horvat trade that we got for Horvat. Yep. That was interesting. And then they got a second round pick as well. How do you feel about that? Like getting that, give away that pick. I saw the trade. I saw the trade and immediately I was pretty pissed Mm -hmm. and not because of, of Ronick, because I think Ronick is awesome. Yeah. And Ronick with Hughes, like that is going to be Quinn Hughes's partner. For the next yeah, five years. He's a solid defenseman like, and, and a young defenseman. And that's what and that's what this team needs, right? So that is a move to keep Quinn Hughes happy. And that is a move to get a, a fantastic first pairing defenseman. You know, he's like he's a guy who can slot into a guy or with a guy like Hughes and, and you know Is he Ray handed Be big and uh yes. Oh, that's so, nice. Dude, he's not, he's on pace for fifty points this year. Yeah. You know, like You know what? In Detroit kind of an, in Detroit, he did very well too. He was always I pretty, yeah. wasn't he the point leader one year for them? Or like he's that, second this year. Yeah, like he he's always been up there and I can imagine playing with Hughes, the apples that he's going to get that Hughes is going to get playing with him, like just feed him the puck. I mean, they can feed both feed uh every, everyone on the team the puck, but man, like playing together like He's our he's our Devin Taves. He's our Devin yeah, Taves yeah, to McCarr. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that and that is what the Canucks need. And, you know, a guy like that is going to help, you know, get wins. Right. So are, so and, are there, you're saying like I, I can I can imagine them actually doing this, like they're modeling their team, like their retool after Colorado's Stanley Cup winning team. I, I just think I just think they're looking at a guy like Quinn Hughes and thinking like, well, how do we keep this guy happy and how do mm-hmm. we enable him to be even better? Right. And yeah. so he's had a revolving door of partners. And, and this guy here is going to be far and away the best partner he's ever had. Yep. So besides maybe Chris Tanev, uh, but, you know, Chris Tanev has his injury issues and he's not quite the same player as Hronik. Hronik mm-hmm. has offensive talent. I'm not saying Chris Tanev, Tanev doesn't, but Tanev is a, is a stay at home. Hronik is a two way. Yeah. So. So, like I said, I saw this trade. I was pissed off because I really wanted the Canucks to use that pick. Right. You know, well, I, you know I what the team needed? Sorry, what? I keep cutting you off, but I'm looking at the standings right now. The Islanders could possibly make the playoffs. So if that was right. the case, it wouldn't. Oh, it's conditional though. What is what was the conditions on that trade? Top ten protected. Top okay. no. Top twelve protected. Okay. So would it even really matter? Like, would would you care? Like, I, they they could possibly make the playoffs too. Because I mean, we were thinking we were thinking it was like it was going to be like a you know a sixteenth overall, seventeenth overall pick. I mean, not a bad position to be in, but also not like, you know, the Taj Mahal, right? Like, it's it's something like you could go without and getting a good defenseman. Maybe that's what you would have gotten with that pick, anyways, right? And probably right, but yeah. they know that for sure with Heronic now, right? They know yeah. that for sure. A- anyways, it, yeah. So it's it was tough, but you know, I I did some reasoning in my head. You know, I watched Patterson play, and it's like, dude, like we gotta try and win when we have this mm-hmm. guy. Like, there's no shot he's gonna sit around and wait. For three or four years, yeah, for this team to even come close to being competitive, so it's 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 Pedersen or bust, and 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 yeah, so I, I'm okay with the trade now. Uh, Heronic is a really good player. It sucks to lose the pick, mm-hmm. but you know we still have our pick. Yeah, that's um, good. Which is what's important. That's going to be a top ten pick. Uh, I yeah, think. So, it could be it could be that first overall pick. You never know, right? Hopefully, yeah. That, yeah. Imagine Bedard coming to uh, Vancouver, hometown boy. Yeah, man. Not okay. I I. So they had Bedard on the trade deadline special, like they interviewed him. And then I guess because he had a game after too, so I watched it uh, and they broadcast it. They were playing against, uh, 
forget who oh, the Winnipeg Ice, I think they're called. I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah. He scored four goals, right? <laughs> they were losing. They were losing like three, three nothing. And he I was like, what I was thinking in my head, I'm like, watch Bedard come back and like help them win this game. This I come back after a few minutes, it's four three. I'm like, how the hell? And Bedard was part of all of them. I'm like, this is insane. This kid's insane. And whoever gets him is very lucky. So Generational. Actually, they did a mock draft. Watch it, watch it, watch it be Chicago. I'm going to freak out. Dude, they did a mock draft on like trade deadline. And I mean, it's just a simulator that they went through. And they had Columbus winning the tra- uh, the draft Yeah, lottery. and Vancouver got second, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, how much yeah, would that I fucking I mean, I'm okay suck? with Fantilli. Yeah, I'm I mean, okay he's Fantilli. a good player, too. There's a lot of good players in this draft. So it's all good. Um, we can move on to so Nino Nito Ryder went to the Winnipeg Jets for uh 2024 second round pick from the Nashville Predators, and that's a good solid trade. I mean, you know, Nino Nito Ryder can definitely help out in the playoffs. He's not like a middle six, yeah, he's not a star player. I mean, he, he uh, maybe at one point he was like on his way there, but he's kind of getting older now and he's been passed through some different teams. And Win- Winnipeg is a team to watch, they are, um, they are, and I think, I think they just didn't, they couldn't get the assets to. You know, get someone like Brock Besser or Timo Meyer. So they went after a guy like Nito Niederreiter to bring some offensive force still for a cheaper, cheaper option, obviously, right? They only had to give up a second round pick. So it's not a bad move, but I think you're right. They're, they are a team to watch. That West is open for anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. I, for me, it's Dallas is the team to beat there, but yeah. Winnipeg has had a good season. They've struggled lately, but I, I, I just think they have the ability to maybe push for that cup final yeah in, in a week west you know they do and they still have some good players on their team it's not like like great players like it's not like they're a shitty team that's gonna make it in a shitty conference because you know the conference sucks no they're a good team in a shitty conference but still gonna do well you know what i mean and yeah but uh i just think that's a good that's a good offense guy they have kyle connor they have shifley they have Wheeler still. Like they have, I have all their core players still. They didn't really give up Dubois. anyone. Yeah, Dubois, man. I mean, adding Nino Nito right jo- Josh Morrissey is having a, a huge yeah, season. Yeah, and Connor Hellebuck's playing great. You know, like yeah. I, I, I honestly, they, they might go far. They might. It might could, could be a could. sneaky team that goes far, and it'd be nice to see a Canadian team do that for once. You know, um, that's yeah. not Toronto or you know or someone or Montreal. Um, but we can move on to the Montreal Canadiens here where it was a one for one trade for the Russians. Um, Dennis Garyanov goes to the Montreal Canadiens for a one for one, uh, for Evgeny Dadanov goes to the Dallas stars. I don't mind this trade. I think it makes sense for this, for both teams here. Dallas is trying to make a playoff push. Garyanov's younger, right? Like pretty young. Yeah. He's, I, I want to say maybe 24, 25, 23, something around there. Right or something like he's young, and I think he's still twenty five. Yeah, five. Yeah, exactly. He still has time to grow, and I think that's perfect fit for Montreal. That's who they are. They're a rebuilding team, and Dadanoff. Why he would be on a rebuilding team, I don't know. It's probably for for this purpose, the trade deadline, so they can get some value add, out of adds, him. Adds add some good options for Dallas there because Dadanoff mm. is a smart player. Like, yeah, he's he's good in a lot of different roles and i i think you know he adds a little bit of depth scoring that you know might be you know what you need to push you over the hump and, and go far in the playoffs See, so i think it's a good trade well i think he's skilled and i think it's something you can, someone who can compare him to that's been on dallas previously that when they made the stanley cup finals was radulov right i think they're very very comparable with each other i think uh Radul- radulov was really good though yeah i know i know i think dadnov has a lot of offensive force though and i think 
being on that Dallas Star team, I think it will come out more than being on that Montreal Canadiens team. It could it could enable them. Yeah, exactly. I just need the right players to play with. So, and then in that case, you can definitely exceed. And I think Dallas is going to be a sneaky team too. I and Dallas is Dallas. Oh, is, they're not sneaky. Dallas isn't sneaky for me anymore. Where are they? I I think Dallas is the favorite in the West. Are they leading? No, they're right behind the Golden Knights. I mean, well, in the, I think in the West, but dude, Dallas is the team to beat in the West. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, you look at it like they're like their division, like they're not they're only competing with the Wild, which is I thought the Wild was doing a lot worse. But yeah, but even but like Dallas, Dallas, dude, Dallas is is so good. Well, you think like J- up and down the lineup. So Jamie Ben's so okay when Dallas is bad, it's when Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan are having off years. But this year, I think Jamie Ben's kind of resurging a little bit. And he, he might is, see 100. Well, he might see the opportunity. We have Jason Robertson, one of the best, youngest players in the in the league. I have to be good. We gotta win, right? We gotta keep keep the good young players here. Rupe Hints is finally. I mean, not finally, but like you know what I mean. Like I feel like I see him as like a top line center now, right? And Joe Pavelski is is, is a big veteran. You want to have there, you know? Yeah. He he can he can provide that that leadership. Like it's just a well balanced team. They have a great goalie. They have one of the better defensemen in the league with Heiskanen. Mm-hmm. They have you know Suter. Like they have really good veterans and young players all combined together. Yeah, you know, they I, just I got Nils Lundqvist to too recently. Um, yep, they're the team to beat in in the and they just got Max Domi. Yeah, you know? so like yeah. and that's another piece. Like they are. My prediction is Dallas is making the Cup final. They possibly could. I think that's a good prediction, honestly. Like. You look at Vegas, they they might that might be their competitors. Um, I don't think I think they could easily beat the Kings, who has eighty points. That's ridiculous. Um, I don't think they should be that good. Then they have the Kraken. They could definitely beat them. The Oilers might be tough because of McDavid and Drysaddle, but the rest of the team easy. Um, but you look at the Wild; they could easily beat the Wild. I mean, I think they can beat the Jets, and honestly, they could probably beat the avalanche so i think you're right i think they are the favorites to make the cup final but um there's still some hockey to play so like you never know but i i don't see a team better you're right i don't see a team better than dallas here uh, other than vegas has so many problems yeah vegas has so many issues and they weren't they weren't able to load up yeah like the next trade is barbashev that's who vegas got yeah barbashev who's a good player but that is nothing compared to the arms race that's been going on around. No, them. and you know what? And like, they, didn't they give up another young player, Zach Dean? Yeah. So who do they have from their draft? Their drafts. Dude, the, the, we've been saying it, man. This is gonna fall in on itself really soon. Yeah. Really soon, this is gonna happen. It, and it, it's like and they're. It's like. More, oh, sorry. It's like they're playing franchise mode. You know what I mean? That's what you do in franchise mode. Yeah, they just acquire the big names. Yeah, and throw away the young ones, but. I was going to say that Edmonton and Colorado are also two teams that that I think are the dark horses. Mm-hmm. It's strange to be calling Colorado a dark horse. I don't know what's going on with their season. I really don't understand why they're having the issues they're having. But when Colorado Colorado should make the playoffs. Well, their last 10 I they're think, 7 2 and 1. So I think they're a little yeah, bit on so, a little bit of a streak right now. I mean, actually they're on I a two game. Once Colorado makes the playoffs, dude, the the switch is going to get flipped here and and Colorado yeah. could come back to form. I think they're a playoff team. Uh, you know what? Like, I think this is normal for a defending Stanley Cup team. You know what I mean? To maybe slide off a little bit, especially with some injuries and losing some players like Kadri, which was a big time player for them, right? 
So it's a it's a new it's a newer team, a little more a, a little a little adjusting to do. Um, they got Jack Johnson back, which I I think they really liked him, and I think he was like a big part of that leadership core. So, I mean, that's a good that's a good guy to cut get back. But uh, yeah, um, Edmonton as well, man. You got the McDavid factor there. You know, yeah. you just never know what that guy's capable of doing. Yeah, you're right. You never know. It depends on the star players too, if they want to play in the playoffs or not. Um, we can move on. Yeah, this is the this is a big <laughs> one. This is a big one. And honestly, I don't know if I'm disappointed or, you know, think it's an okay trade. You know, it, it's tough to tell. Like I, I honestly don't didn't think that the Devils, uh, sorry, the Sharks had to give up that much with Timo Meyer. You know what I mean? I don't. I didn't think they had to. They so the the, the official trade was um, from the San Jose Sharks going to the Devils is Timo Meyer. Scott Harrington, Timor, a bear, I'm not going to say that name, a left winger prospect, um, another defense prospect, goalie Zachary Iman, I don't know how to say his name, uh, 2024 fifth round pick, that's Colorado's, for Fabian Zetterland, Sakir Makamadulin. I don't know. Mac Medulin. I know he's decent, and I know Zetterlin's decent too. So yeah, he's an intriguing prospect. Apparently, yeah. apparently he's kind of like he's really big. I think who is uh, Zetterlin? No, Mac Medulin. Zetterlin is twenty three. He's kind of he's a third rounder. Like he's a decent prospect, mm-hmm. but Mac Medulin is apparently on a lot of people's radars. Well, he's a he's I I've heard of him. I I think he was a first round uh, first round pick. With the Devils, I don't know what he was. I, I've heard of him being a decent, uh, decent defenseman too, and definitely can make some, uh, cause some damage in the NHL. Which is, I mean, I, I I've heard good things about him. I, I I haven't really seen him play, but I've heard good things about him. And apparently, Zetterlin's a beast too, man. Apparently, he's a he's a big guy, where like he is a good skilled big guy, and that's not a bad guy to get. And he's twenty three years old. Who knows? He could grow to look at Tage Thompson, right? No one really expected him to grow. And he's one of the best players in the NHL right now. So um, I think it's interesting. It's not as much as I thought they would have gotten. Yeah. So I'll, fi- uh, I'll finish. It's- Sorry. I'll, yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to finish like who they got. They got another D prospect. Don't know who that is. And they got Andres Johnson, uh, Andres Johnson. Um, he was playing in the AHL. Um, he wasn't even on the New Jersey Devils when he was being traded. So I don't know if he, he's probably going to play in San Jose, but I think he has a contract on him. I think he did well for Toronto. So, um, I mean, the devils were like, Oh, screw it. He's not that great now with us. Filler. Yeah. Um, but they also got a conditional 2023 first round pick, a conditional 20, 2024 second round pick and a 2024 seventh round pick. It's not a bad return, but let me, I want to know what your, your, your opinion on this trade is. I think Zetterland and Mac Medulin are both really good prospects like mm-hmm. that I think any team would want to have in their system. Obviously, you get the first round pick. Uh, it's going to be a later pick, probably. Uh, you know, the second is nice. And I don't know. It's OK. Like, it's it's not as much as I thought. I mean, San Jose gets some cap room here mm-hmm. um, with Meyer coming out. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like it's not huge, but it's not bad. Uh, you know- I think I think New Jersey gets way scarier now. They do. And honestly, looking at it like visually, like instead of just hearing it, I do think San Jose got more out of this deal. Um, just because they have a lot of younger guys, they also got that conditional first. I don't know the conditions on it, 
but they also got a conditional second round pick. And, you know, like you never know what those are going to turn into, but that's, they definitely have some value. I mean, yeah, it's New Jersey, but still it's a first round pick, right? I mean, Zetterland, I mean, he's definitely wasn't at first the highest rated guy to be traded for. And I didn't think he'd be traded for Timo Meyer. I thought honestly Holtz was going over. I thought that was the guy. Me too. I, th- I thought it was going to be Holtz. Yeah, or Mercer or someone. No, none of them. So they they got no the key. Mercer. Yeah. I mean, who's been lighting it up lately? Yeah. I mean, Mercer's so good. He's so good. But like, the Devils GM did a really good job here. I think so. I mean, Timo Meyer is still pretty young. Like twenty six makes sense. If he was a little older, I don't know if I'd give up that many prospects it's just tough to say this is a really big trade here's the thing though here's the thing man meyer meyer's a rfa at the end of the year is new jersey going to be able to resign him i don't know do they have cap that's all it depends on currently currently they have 1.1 million but okay they have some names coming off the book so jesper bratt is also an rfa i think that's a guy they want to keep uh, yeah. and, and the problem is, is he's going to need a big raise because he's getting paid 5.4 right now. Mm-hmm. I think Jesper Bratt probably gets up close to I mean, what kind of years he having. Oh, he's having a pretty big year. Dude, right? he's, 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 got, he's almost point per game, man. Yeah. I mean, you could justify, you know, seven to eight million dollars. Yeah, that's what I was so that's, thinking. That's a con. Yeah. So he might get a three million dollar raise there. Thomas Tatar comes off. He's at four point five right now. Yeah. So you probably don't bring him back. No, they probably Miles don't want Wood, to. Miles Wood is at 3.2. He's a UFA, so I get shedding, rid of him. Yeah, you're shedding close to eight million dollars there between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Eric Halla comes off 2.3 million. Mm-hmm. The rental tough. Uh, Damian Severson or Damon Salver- Severson. Oh, he's is been a there. UFA. He's been there for years. He's been there a long 4. time. 4.1 million for him right now. I don't know if he gets a raise or not. What kind of years yet? He. Oh my god. Is he doing well? Wait. Or is he doing bad? Oh, sorry. No, I'm, I'm looking at Jesper Brad again. Okay. I think... Um, I, I, was, I was about to say, Damien Severson does not point, have 58 points. He's a point per game. <laughs> um, 19 points. Um, Obviously, yeah, as a defenseman, it's not all about points. Well, he, I'm, pretty sure, contract, I'm pretty sure he's a defensive defenseman. So... Yeah, maybe that contract stays around the same. Maybe they can yeah. talk him down. What, what is it, what's know. his plus minus? What's his plus minus? It's good. It's good. Hi. Okay, so I mean, yeah. he's he's obviously a valuable defenseman to have on that team. Um, I, it's tough, man. Uh, ju- you know, Jesper Bockfist is a is a UFA mm-hmm. or not an RFA. Yeah. You got uh, Dawson Mercer who becomes an RFA in two years. You you'd have to think that he's gonna get a big raise. Well, the thing like, with the RFAs, which is okay, be- I think, is that you have some time to, to move things around. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, their contracts expire. Yeah, you have a little more control because you can let them sit for a little bit, right? Like, I'm not comparing it to the Nylander situation, which was ridiculous, but they have maybe a little more time to make some cap space or, you know, trade trade for some guys. That it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. Like, it is. I don't know if they have enough money to re-sign Brat, Meyer, and Severson. Well, like, it, that is tough. I think it comes down. And Ryan Graves. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see if so. What for them? I think if it comes down to it, where they had to choose one, I think they would probably choose Meyer. And the the reason they'd have to. Yeah, the reason for that is a higher profile player. I mean, he's a he's a power forward in the NHL. He's a right winger. I think he's a valuable guy to have, and I think that's the guy who's going to help you win. I just for Brad is amazing too. I'm not. 
under meeting only, him. Jesper Bratt's only 24 years old. Yeah, he's a good young player, but I think when it comes down to it, I think they're going to prefer Timo Meyer because I at this time, I don't think age matters for them. I think they want to win, and I think it's their they're kind of their window in these next few years, or even this year maybe, that they can get in there and start winning. You know what I mean? Especially in the playoffs. So I think Timo Meyer, I don't know, like, does he have any playoff experience though? No, no. but I mean, I, the numbers, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's so good. And not, dude, this Palat contract, I think, might bite them in the ass here. He's getting how much is six million for how long? Is it like a long time? Five more years? Four more years? Yeah. That see, that was the profile of being on Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. Like that. That irritates me because obviously he's not going to be as good as he was on Tampa Bay, right? Like. I don't think he would have been. I just don't think, I do not think New Jersey expected themselves to be in this position. I thought maybe, <laughs> like they probably thought that, you know, maybe they could like sniff the playoffs here, like yeah. maybe be a bubble team. Yeah. But like, they obviously they had that massive winning streak. Like Jack Hughes has turned into that first overall pick. Mm-hmm. Like now, and now you go out and you get Timo Meyer, you know, who's an RFA. And now all of a sudden, you know, those contracts you signed that maybe you thought you didn't have to worry about so much because the team wasn't going to be where they are for another couple of years. Like, mm-hmm. this is where it gets tough, man. I don't know. Brat, Brat and Meyer, it, it, it's going to be tough to re-sign those guys. And then as well as Graves and Siegenthaler, like or Graves and uh, and Severson, you, you probably lose one of Graves or Severson if they both want raises. Yeah, definitely. Like it. Will they still have Mackenzie Blackwood? And is he being paid some some cash? Two point eight, two point eight. Yeah, he's uh, an RFA. I get probably I, let him go. I'd I'd let him go. I let him go because Vanacek is seems like he's comfortable there. He does well. I don't know if he's just having a good season, right? Because that can definitely happen with a goaltender, especially at his age. Um, but you know, I, I mean, he he is showing brilliance right now. So if they can let him roll with, like, I, is he being paid like four mil? Because no. uh Vanacek. Uh three point okay. four. Not, not bad for a starting goaltender in the NHL. That's no, it's good numbers. Right? I mean, like that like you think about it, like a lot of guys like Vasilevsky being paid so much, you know. I don't even know what other guys they, they I mean like having nice. yeah, right price, like having a cheap goaltender helps you with the long run, like so much. And you can stack for the playoffs. So, I mean, if they get rid of Blackwood, which I would because it seems like he's had a lot of injury problems. and Jonathan Bernier's on LTIR as well. He yeah. comes off this year, 4.1. Like, they might be able to make it work because they have a lot of guys, like I said, Tatar coming off at 4.5, mm-hmm. Mileswood coming off at 3.2, Howla 2.3. They have to re-sign Sharon Govich. See, this is the thing, uh, though. Are they going to have depth, though? Or are they just going to have yeah, star players? That's the thing. Like, you gotta hope that maybe Holtz is better next mm, year. You're right. That's the thing. Like, uh, are, are they so they're either gonna get call up younger guys to come play, which might make them slightly worse, or they just sign one of the big players and sign some depth players, which might make more sense. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. It is. How do we think about how do we think about New Jersey's chances in the playoffs? Do we think do we think they're a cup contender? Where are they sitting in the Senate? Honestly, yeah, I do. I think they have they they have a team where they have a lot of different players that can handle every situation. Like Jack Hughes is very talented, fast, skilled. Um, they have now Timo Meyer, which is a big power forward. 
Um, can definitely rush the puck and set up players and uh, even score goals. He's pretty sure he's good at scoring goals too. And oh yeah, yeah. So and then who, who else do they have? Oh my god, oh, Nico Hishie, Jesper Hishie, Bratt, Jesper Bratt. Man, I mean they have Dougie a Hamilton. If you ask me, I think they have a pretty stacked team. But I mean, you could have a stacked good. team and not win in the playoffs. It depends who they. Face. It's not Boston good. No. It's not Boston good. No, it's no. not New York Rangers good. They'll make but, the playoffs. You know. They'll make the playoffs and maybe the second round. But I maybe we'll that see. maybe that's Upsets where can happen, right? Oh, I think honestly, I think maybe second round is their how the farthest that they go. It depends who they face in the first round. I don't know who they're facing in the first round. It depends. Um, yeah. But if they if they have a good matchup in the first round, they can definitely make a make a run, right? So. Um, let's continue on. Let's talk about. Uh, I, I have a suggestion. I have a suggestion. How about yeah. how about we talk about the Tanner Janot trade and the Jake McCabe trade, and then we can cut it off, and then we'll make another episode. Sure. All right. Are you down to do it like right after? Uh we'll see. Okay. If you, it doesn't matter to me. Um, oh, we can always do it tomorrow. I'm off for like two days, so okay, three days. Okay, we'll just do a part two. I think it'd be, it's just, yeah. there's a lot more to talk about. I think. Uh, oh, so much. Yeah. So, yeah, we could talk about, yeah. So, we'll save, we'll save like Patrick Kane, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse Paul Harvey, Luke Shen, Ekholm, yeah. all these guys. Jonathan Quick, that's a big story on its own. Yeah. Chikrin. Yeah. We still got a lot of big names to talk yeah. about. Yeah. So, so Janot, let's talk like about Tanner Janot here. Yeah. Interesting trade here. And this is typical Tampa Bay. This is typical Tampa Bay. And it honestly pisses me off when they do this stuff. Like, the fact that like they did this with Brandon Hagel, and honestly, did he really do anything? Like, was he good in the playoffs? I don't He's remember. Good. You think Brandon Hagel's good? I don't. Yeah, what's he at this year? Brandon... Is, isn't he like, like is he two or three first round picks good? Uh, probably not that good. Yeah, like they Tampa Bay doesn't give a so okay. Brandon Hagel is fifty Four. points this year. That's not bad. I mean, it, 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 obviously he's playing with good players, right? But, um. You look at it like I think that's only because he's been on Tampa Bay. You look at his other points. Well, he was doing he was doing well in Chicago. He was, but he only had like 23, 11 points. Like he wasn't like a big, huge player that say, yeah, we're going to give you three first round picks because we know this guy's amazing. I think he's good because he's playing with good players. Um, I mean, he had. Oh, he, had, he was. Yeah, he only had six points in the playoffs, right? Like he wasn't like a guy that made a big, huge difference in the playoffs, right? He was a. He, his plus minus was a zero. I I don't know. I don't I don't think I think their their um what's it called? Their game plan of getting these cheaper players I for like many picks. So the the actual trade was so Tanner Janot goes for by himself to the Tampa Bay Lightning for Cal Foot, which is a decent defensive prospect, big guy too. A 2025 first round pick, top ten protected, so Obviously, um, that's I don't think that's the case. That's not going to happen. So um, 2024 second round pick, 2023 third round pick, 2023 fourth round pick, 2023 fifth round pick. Yeah, they should, Tampa Bay traded away their whole draft this year. Yeah, like what picks do they have? Like, I don't think like you look at Stamkos. Does he have that much years left in him? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Stamkos was saying that like the players there, like they don't give a shit about draft picks. Like they, yeah, all they want to do is win. And like Tanner Janot is a very good player in I, in his role. 
Yeah. He's got a little bit of scoring touch and he's very physical. He's very active on the ice. And that's exactly the kind of player you want in the playoffs. What I think Tampa Bay sent was so much. Like apparently a lot of GMs in the league were like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, no. Do you like in order to get Tanner Janot, do you think Tampa Bay needed to give up Cal Foot? No. Like, I don't that's what I don't get. It could have been that they needed added a player, but you can add a different player than Cal Foot. Like, he's not like Cal Foot's not like, oh my god, the best defenseman in the world, but he's still a he's young, young guy. Decent. Yeah, like they need to keep one guy at least there. You know what I mean? Like one maybe yeah. maybe for cap purposes. I don't know. Like, I don't they're still they're still pretty strong. Well, I don't know. After Sergachev and Hedman, it, it kind of like Chernak is really good, but then it's like Ian Cole, Zach Bogosian, Hayden Flurry. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I it's mean, interesting. Cal Foot was a plus eighteen and fifteen points. Oh no, sorry. Oh never mind. <laughs> That's his career. <laughs> That's his career. Never mind. Uh, he only he's only played. Uh, he's played twenty six games with uh, Tampa Bay. Only had three points and uh, plus minus. So I guess he's not like the best defenseman but he's obviously not the offensive type which is okay right but um, i mean he, he goes to nashville he goes to nashville now which is a team that's known to be very good at growing defensemen yeah yeah and, and you know what? he's gonna get minutes there because obviously nashville's just trading away yep. everyone right um yeah he's gonna get minutes which is good for him and he's only 24 so he has time to grow but this guy's six foot five 224 pounds like that's a tank yeah. that's a tank i mean he's adam foot's son right like uh yeah so I mean, current a, current coach of the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's kind of weird if they actually played each other. I mean, I guess they do, right? So, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I get it. I get what the, I would get what Tampa Bay is trying to do. Like Tanner Janot, yeah, good, good, gritty player. I mean, he's still young, puts up some points too, which is pretty good. But he definitely gets I, those I, hits. I don't question them getting him. I just question why so much. Yeah, like, like honestly, like you could take out that first round pick. And maybe a fit that fifth, and maybe even the fourth. Like that would have been great. Cal Foot, second round, third round, easy. I think that would have went through. I mean, I don't How know. Did you know, getting paid. I don't think a lot. Probably not a lot. Oh, eight hundred thousand, dude. It's not yeah. even. Wow. Maybe that's why, because the contract was so good too. Um, but maybe Nashville's yeah. like, no, we want that. We want that one. That then you can have them, right? But wasn't there other guys in the league that they could have went for? Like maybe they just they want a guy that can just lay the hits all the time, right? I don't know. It's just it's Tampa Bay, man. They just they just know how to build a really good bottom six, and and yeah. having you know guys like Nick Paul, Tanner Janot, Corey Perry, Bellamar, Maroon. Like this team's good. Well, I guess that's all they care about, up, right? The team's really good up and down the lineup, man. Like, what? Well, I guess Cal Foot isn't a huge loss for them. No. I, I'm just I'm just surprised because he's a young player who can potentially get better. Mm-hmm. And I just it, with all that draft capital that they sent plus him, it's just it's just such a massive trade for a guy who, you know, he had a lot of buzz last year, man. He like did. Tanner, you know, last season had a lot of buzz. People I mean, we're saying, you know, he's kind of the dark horse Calder guy, obviously not a winner, but he was involved in it. He's on my like, fantasy team, man. I, I have him there because of the hits and he gets like over. Yeah, he's one of your eight. Yeah, he's one of your eight hit guys. <laughs> yeah. I always got to have a lot of hit guys. That's how I win, man. That's how I win. I hope you lose in the playoffs by one assist, and it's a week that Shabbat has like five. No, the hits. That's what I want. The hits are going to save me. The hits are going to save it's me. It's just one cat. Okay. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, Tanner Janot is a good guy. He has over 200 hits a season. So 
I mean, he's still young too. He he can definitely grow. So I guess it's a young player that they got too. But I don't know. It is a lot. It is a lot that they gave up. But I guess that's their tactic, and yeah, they're just they're rolling with it. Um, last trade we can talk about here before we end it, and we're gonna go into part two, um, next episode, which is Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, a conditional fifth round pick, a conditional fifth round pick, uh, two thousand twenty four and two thousand twenty five, going to Toronto. Um, and Toronto sends over to Chicago 2025 conditional first round pick, a 2026 second round pick, right wing Joey Anderson, which I mean he's bounced out of the lineup into the HL, and Pavel Gugliev, 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 I don't know, Gugliev, yeah. So I I I like this trade. Obviously the first round pick, I never want to give up first round picks, but I think Dubis is all in, and I think this is a smart trade. I think Jake McCabe is a great defenseman because you know what like if you've seen the hits that he lays like it's insane how hard he hits guys and he's known for it but he's also a good defenseman right like he's um uh, i mean i he's not that old but he's still a little he's still a little older right and oh no he's 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 a he's a good defense yeah yeah it's a guy you want in your yeah. in your middle in your he, middle pairing he, or your bottom pairing yeah i mean chicago was just a shit team for him right like i yeah. think um jake mccabe is a pretty good like defenseman and I, honestly when I heard they got him and Lafferty, I thought that was amazing because I think Lafferty is a great guy. I remember him in Pittsburgh, and he helped out Pittsburgh a lot, and it was nice to see that. So, I mean, Jake McCabe's stats right now, he had 20 points with a shitty team in Chicago, and he was a plus seven. So that says a lot, right? Um, he's played yeah. three games for um, Toronto, hasn't gotten any points. He's a, he's a zero, which is okay. Like he's just He just got there. He's probably just adjusting. And but I just think this is a great guy for the playoffs, right? Especially the playoffs. He's 29 years old. Yep. He's six foot one, 204 pounds. Solid defenseman. I, I mean, the first round pick, uh, yeah, probably because once you get to the deadline, Lafferty's really good depth in your bottom six. Yeah, well. yeah, he is. And that's the thing. I think he's wasn't looked at as much, but he should have been, right? Like Sam Lafferty. Um, I just remember watching him in Pittsburgh and he was a great player. So and, and he's I I don't know if he's also gritty. He must be, but um, he's twenty eight years old. It's good. Like the the Leafs added a lot here. Like like you know we haven't even gotten to their other trade. Like they they had the R R R O R trade uh, with Achari. Then they yeah. had this trade. Then they went and got Luke Shen, and then also we haven't talked about it yet. We'll talk about it in the next one. But they traded Sandine for Gustafsons, right? Yeah. So they've injected a lot of depth kind of pieces into the mm-hmm. lineup here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. Morgan Riley this year has been the shits. Like, he's been so not great. And so I think the Leafs needed to add more options. Wasn't he hurt with... for a while? Yeah, but he's been so bad. Yeah. I mean... Like, he's just been so bad. When, like, before he was considered, like... He is their best defense, too, right? He's their best, right? So if he's underperforming that, that's kind of concerning. I mean, he has thirty. Well, he has thirty-two points in forty-eight games played. I, he's definitely had better season. Last year, he had sixty-eight points in eighty-two games played. But he's a minus five, so he's getting know. scapegoated right now. And I mean, because we're talking about the Leafs, I think we should just throw in that Sandine trade as well. Yeah, Sandine okay. goes to Washington for Philip Gustafson, and and people were saying that that it's possible that Morgan Riley loses that top power play slot to Gustafson because Gustafson was playing great minutes on, on Washington's power play. He actually scores. So, Gustafson scores. So, I, it, it, you know, the Leafs add a lot of depth there. I mean, it could be a bad thing too, though, because they're they're throwing in like six dudes at once here mm-hmm. who don't know the systems. 
That's the and thing. Sheldon Keefe is already kind of a, I don't know what he is, but hmm. it's just, it's going to be interesting to see if like they gel in time, if they mesh in time. They have not looked good their past couple of games. They got dismantled by Edmonton and the Canucks kind of rocked them last night. Yeah. And, and you know, it's just going to be interesting to see how long it takes these guys to get up to speed. Yeah. You know what? I mean, You're how right. do you feel about losing Sandine? Yeah, I wasn't. Okay, at first, maybe I was like, whoa, what the hell are you guys doing, right? Like, that's a good young defenseman. But at the same time, I don't think that's what... They don't need him right now. They don't, right? They're they're there to win a Stanley Cup. Like, they have to. I think this Dubas realizes... I think Dubas could honestly, like, be fired after the season if they don't make it at least past the second round, at least, right? And he's realizing, man, I got to stock up on, like, veterans and guys that can perform in the playoffs and Sandine. Yes. He's really good and really young, but the experience is not there. And I think he's going to be a great future defenseman, but he still has a lot of growing time left. Right. So he definitely needs to kind of just, I think that's a good decision for him to play in Washington because he needs to grow. And I think he's going to Washington's that team that's getting older, obviously like, you know, if they don't make the playoffs, like obviously it, it wouldn't be a huge shock. But he's going to definitely get some playing time there. And a lot of the defensemen are getting older and they're going to need younger guys to go in. He might be one of the top defensemen in the future. So it's good for Rasmus Sandin. And, you know, for right now, it's good for the Leafs. But in the future, um, it might not. But yeah, if this season doesn't work out, it could look bad. But the one thing here that Toronto did really good, they got a first round pick from the Washington Capitals, which is Boston's. It's not going to be the greatest, but they still got a first round pick. And Sandine was picked around later in the later first round, right? So you yeah. could definitely get another guy there knowing the Toronto Beliefs scouting system. They know who they want. They know who they can get. So in retrospect, I don't think we'll miss Sandine that much, especially if we make it past the second round. I, it's fine. I it's mean, all, it's all it's all about it's all about getting past that first round. Well, we still have Lilligren too, which is a great young defenseman. So we don't who they're scratching a lot, which a lot of people are like complaining about. Well, you know what? If they're gonna scratch him, I think you should just send him down to the minors because you want that guy to grow. You want that guy to be part of your future. And you know what? I remember Lilligren being rated really high at the beginning of his draft. Then he got sick. So he's a good defenseman, but I mean. I did like, I, I'm pretty sure him and Sandine played together a lot. So um, they have a lot of options for defense now. As you said, they got Luke Shen for a third round pick from Vancouver. And oh, I love that. I love Luke Shen and I loved when he was on the leaves. I thought he was going to be their captain. I just think he's a great role player to have. And even if he stayed in Vancouver, he'd just be a great role player for the younger guys that are coming in. And he knows how to play good hockey good physical hockey he can hit he can put up points as well didn't you say he had like 20 something points he's like 22 21 21 points yeah yeah like for i'm pretty sure he's labeled as a defensive defenseman 21 points for a defensive defenseman on a on the vancouver canucks team pretty impressive bring that to to toronto you know what like bring out your bring out your old shen jerseys bring out your old uh mccabe your brian mccabe jerseys you can it's the same thing (laughs) Right. So, um, but yeah, Luke Shen's got the number two, you know, I, I, it's exciting, but like you said, it's going to be troubling for them to get used to this new system there with so many new defense that are coming from so many different teams. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, like you got a lot of guys. Yeah. You have Gustafson coming from Washington, different system. You have a guy coming from Vancouver, different system. You have a guy coming from 
um, Chicago. Chicago, different system, right? One's a bad, or one's a really bad team in Chicago. One's a decent team in Washington. Um, one's a, I mean, I guess Vancouver's a decent team. <laughs> I don't know how to describe them. Wow. They're, I mean, they're not a bad team, and he wasn't playing with a bad <laughs> partner, right? It's tough. It's tough to label Vancouver as bad. They're just like like they're in a they're slump. Just, they're in a slump. They're just in a. I don't know. They're they're not, they're. Not, I don't look. I don't look at the Canucks roster and think bad. But you know the way they play is. They could be better. They have issues. They could be better. Flawed. Yeah. Flawed. Yeah. Yeah. So that that is that is the question here. If they're going to be able to adapt uh, with that in the short amount of time that they have to the playoffs, right? Because Toronto's making the playoffs. It's just evident, obviously. But I mean, you got to have guys like Matthew step up a little more. I mean, Marner's playing unbelievable, but I think this is what they needed to do. They got the forwards. They got extra defense. I mean, I'm surprised it didn't touch the goaltending, but what are you going to do? I mean, Samsonov has been good enough. Samsonov has been good, and Matt Murray was in last night, and I don't know if they should have started. I mean, I guess Vancouver was a decent team to start him against uh, coming back from the injury, but I think Samsonov is a better goaltender, and I would roll with Samsonov instead of Murray, in my opinion. I just think Murray will get injured and so injured right. and injured and injured until the day he retires. I think yeah. Murray's there. Murray's there if I think Murray is there because I think they're going to roll Samsonov into the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then and then if Samsonov goes cold and they and they need somebody else step in, Murray's there, and you got you hope that Murray gets hot. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know sometimes Anyways, sometimes he yeah. does. Sometimes he does. So I guess you sometimes he does. It's hard to tell. But, uh, yeah, we should probably wrap up this episode, but uh, there's still a lot more trades to talk about, and we'll definitely get into that um, next episode. We'll do a part two just like we did, you know, prior to the trade deadline because um, there are some big names that we have to do, and Price and I will break them down for you. And, you know, honestly, I think it was a good pod. I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy talking about trades for some reason. It excites me, especially when it involves oh, your team. Yeah, exactly. So we'll get into the other ones next episode. Um some guys like Patty Kane going to the Rangers. So we'll definitely talk about that and some storylines with Quick and the Kings and, you know, I Heart CBJs and, um, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, all that, all that good stuff. So, um, you know, definitely check us out on everything linked below Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, because we're posting a lot more on TikTok. We're almost at 800 followers on TikTok, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, we take that. We do. We do. And he, honestly, I made... Did you see that meme that I made about the Chicago Blackhawks? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I followed the trend. I'm like, ah, that's a good idea. So I posted it. So I, I'm going to start trying to do a little more trends, stuff like that, and see where that goes and see where that takes us. But if we can hit a 1,000 followers, that'd be awesome. We can actually put our link in our bio, not like just put a copied link in our bio so you, and you can't even click on it, which kind of sucks for TikTok. But we'll try to get to 1,000 followers. I... I really want to start posting more on YouTube, so that's linked below too. And I'm gonna to try to get the franchise videos out. Maybe do some quick little videos for updates in the NHL, or you know, winners or buyers from this trade deadline. Maybe all maybe me and Bryce, or maybe just me or or just Bryce, will release videos like that for you guys on YouTube. Like again, I said it's linked below. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, it's all been linked below. So just do whatever you can to support us. Like, follow, subscribe. Uh, we really appreciate you guys and we just love talking hockey and also check out our last episode with Sam Harding great interview like I said before and we'll try to get more guests for you uh, some are in the works right now so definitely gonna you know ask for some more people and uh, I definitely have some more contacts that 
I can make that happen, then uh, that's I think that's it for me. How about you, Bryce? No, you pretty much covered everything off, man. We'll make sure to get part two out uh, to this as soon as possible mm -hmm. uh, so we can wrap up all the moves. Yep. Uh, going to be a really fun playoffs. Can't wait to make more content during the playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun watching those games and oh, yeah. kind of breaking down, breaking down, you know, teams that kind of fall apart and teams that rise. So for sure. want to say thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, I think we'll see you all in the next episode. Peace, guys.